Good morning, Father's House family around the country. Uh, I'm Pastor William from the city of George, and I'm just excited and delighted. I'm really honored to be able to share these brief moments together, and I want to talk about what it means to be fully forgiven. Our new series, as some of you may or may not know, is entitled simply, What is a Christian? Or what does it mean to be a Christian? And so I want to zero right in this morning and remind us of what it means to be really and fully, completely forgiven. And we know this is what we stand for as Christians. What does it mean to be a Christian? It means I'm forgiven because of Jesus. The word Calvary immediately comes to mind, doesn't it? That's where our forgiveness begins and ends. But let's just take a step back for a moment. You and I know that many people, because they've been raised in a so-called Christian country, they really believe that's enough to be called a Christian and to call themselves a Christian because they happen to be in a Christianized community. Other people believe, and that's actually a bit sadder, a lot of people believe that because they were born into a family that attends church regularly, surely that makes them a Christian. But we know that there's so much more to being a true believer, a follower of Christ, a disciple of Christ. And so in in these coming weeks, you're going to hear from different side pastors uh, about what it means, different aspects of the things that we believe. This particular week, our first week uh, kicking off under this banner, uh, what are our core beliefs? What do we believe as children of God? And that's why I've chosen this key ingredient, what it means to be forgiven. I think it's, it's really sad that a lot of Christians believe that it's okay just to attend church from time to time, not to do a lot of bad stuff, and even throw in a bit of kindness. And being really a kind, good person, that's what it means to be a Christian. And that means I'm heaven-bound and I'll be okay when I leave planet Earth and I finally die. But we know there's so much more to it. And this key belief that we have that, that forgiveness only comes through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus who died uh, as a fully man but fully God. He laid aside his majesty. For a time he emptied himself, the Apostle Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 2. But he never ceased to be God. But he died as a man on Calvary, and the scripture tells us without that shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness of sins. We need to take a step back because the whole sacrificial system of the Old Testament that I'm sure you've studied, you've heard sermons on, you've had Bible studies on on this, it's it's so key that without the forgiveness, without the shedding of blood, the writer to the Hebrews tells us in chapter 9 and verse 22, There is no forgiveness of sins without that shedding of the blood. Now, the Old Testament sacrificial system, as you may remember, looks forward to the time when Jesus would come. So every time 
that the priests performed the sacrifices, whether it was a lamb, unblemished lamb, there were a lot of rules. The poorer people just dove sacrifices, pigeons. Uh, there were different rules, different sacrifices for different sins. It was all looking forward to the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, I, I'm moved by the story of Abraham. Do you remember that? God promised him that Abraham is going to be the father of the nations. And the nations of, of Israel, the Hebrews, uh, his descendants are going to outnumber the grains of sands on, on the beach, the shore, the, more than the stars of the sky. Uh, and that was the promise. And he believed God. And, and, and his belief uh, had to be tested, of course. You remember the story when God expected him to sacrifice the heir, the covenant promise, his son, his only son, in their ripe old age. Him and his wife had this boy called Isaac. And then the time came to test for God to test Abraham's faith. And he expected him to kill Isaac, the promised heir, to this incredible promise that he'd be the father of the nations. Man, when he lifted that dagger to take the life of his boy because God expected him to do that and to be obedient, he was about to kill him and then God provided a ram and said, don't kill your boy. I provided a, a ram. And that picture is looking forward directly. We're going to go cross country from the Old Testament, the story of Abraham nearly sacrificing his son. And of course, that faith, put into action was accredited to him as righteousness, but still looking forward to Calvary. So the picture of God sacrificing his sinless son, he knew no sin, who took our sin upon himself and was literally slaughtered by evil men. The Roman authorities, they were just instrumental. The leaders of the day, the Jewish Sanhedrin, the, the high priests, Man, it was unbelievable how they gave him up to be, according to the scripture, killed in our place so that you and I could be forgiven. What an incredible story of salvation. So that when John the Baptist sees Jesus coming along the shores of the, the Jordan River and he says, look, the Lamb of God. He takes away the sin of the world, the ultimate sacrifice. Every time the priests performed the sacrificial duties, they were simply looking forward to that time when the writer to the Hebrews says in chapter 10, verses 11 and 12, listen, day after day, the priests stand and perform the religious duties. Again and again, they offer the same sacrifices, which can never take away our sins. But when this priest, the writer to the Hebrews says, this priest, Jesus, offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. This reminds us that there is nothing that we can do to earn or to deserve this beautiful gift of forgiveness. Do you remember the time that uh, you, you stepped out of line at home and you had this sick feeling in your stomach that when dad pulled up in the driveway, there was going to be a reckoning. And you were guilt-ridden and you were fearful of the punishment. In my case, it was my mom's slipper and a whole lot of extra chores for the week. And I had to pay for the punishment of my whatever my wrongdoing was. Not so with God, my friend. You and I know 
as true children of God with the name Christian. God doesn't treat us as we deserve, but when we confess and, confess and admit our failures, He embraces us with loving forgiveness because His Son Jesus took the fall for me. And know this, that there's no sin that's too big, too ugly, too grotesque that His blood cannot cover. That's what it means to be a Christian. We believe that Jesus died for our sins and satisfied God's wrath. And we are now, and I want to talk about that the next time uh, we share together in a, in a morning, perhaps next week, that that makes us friends of God. But until then, let's give thanks to Him for this beautiful gift of forgiveness. Uh, thank you for listening. Would you bow and pray with me before you go on to your day? Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the wonderful gift of forgiveness. Thank you that because we confess, we admit our failures, you cleanse us, you wash us clean, and you say, you are my son, you are my daughter, you are forgiven. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Thank you for our cleansing. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you that we are fully forgiven. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day. God bless.